everyone. Welcome back to the Inside Study Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Roberts. Today, I'm going to change it up just a little bit. So instead of talking about growing your career and all the different issues and things that we talk about on Inside Study Abroad and in the international education field, Today I want to talk about how I actually started Inside Study Abroad. This is a question I actually get a lot from people, and but I never have really talked about it in one sitting, in one setting, all in one place. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to sort of peel back the curtain, if you will, will, and let you know how this journey truly began and how I started Inside Study Abroad. Now, before I launch into the five distinct stages of this journey and some of the lessons I've learned along the way, I am going to share with you a new resource that I'm launching that might help you if you are interested in launching your own business online that gives you location, time, and financial freedom. I'm going to share a little bit about that later, so just stay tuned for more information. Now, let's start at the beginning. I like to call this the dream stage. Some of you might be in the dream stage right now where you might have a little inkling of an idea or a little spark if you idea that you are thinking like that could be something maybe. I don't know what or how I would make money with it or if anybody really needs it, but it's an idea. It's a thing that you have out there, which I think is really powerful. For me, that dream stage began in 2009. I had just come back from working for semester at sea and traveling around the world with 700 college students. And it was in the middle of the global recession. And I had applied for a lot of jobs at this stage. And I ended up getting a job as the founding director of global programs at the University of South Dakota. Now, you have to know too, at this stage in my career, I had done a lot of cool things. I'd worked for a provider. I'd done, I'd worked for an institution in grad school, a university in grad school. Um, I had done some consulting work at this stage, but I wasn't like, super experienced in study abroad offices or and I definitely never run a study abroad operation myself but here I was found myself in South Dakota suddenly being asked to build a study abroad operation from the ground up there was no study abroad office there was no budget for study abroad there wasn't really any infrastructure in place besides like a, a few smattering of resources but there was no centralized system truly to facilitate study abroad or to win the campus community and the campus culture to this idea of international education and internationalization meanwhile I was like okay I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to hit the ground running, but I needed information. I, I didn't really know where to begin. And what I noticed as I was Googling my little heart out was that there were no true resources where any any professionals were talking about this process in the public domain. Anything that I found at the time was all behind some kind of paywall. So a national organization might have these resources or information, but you had to pay to get access. And I had no budget. I was literally the only line item in my budget was my salary. So I had no money to pay for professional development, if you will. And all the other resources, there was a listserv at the time where you could ask questions, but it was not a discussion. There wasn't a real great feedback loop because you could ask a question and then get disparate 
responses, but there was no sort of collated, curated version of answers to those questions. And so I had this idea, and it was February 2009, and I thought maybe I should document my process. Maybe I should be the one to create this resource that I wish existed, where I could talk about some of the challenges that were presented at various stages of this process. And I could talk about some of the solutions and get a dialogue going on in the comment section. Do you guys remember comment sections on blogs? So I started a blog over on Blogger, Blogspot, and I bought the domain name insidestudyabroad.com. And I wish I had some wonderful story about why it was named that, but it was like, I liked reading Inside Higher Ed and I thought, oh, I'll just be Inside Study Abroad. There you go. <laughs> there was no true creativity. I just went with it and just started blogging. I believe one of my first blog posts was talking about like where or what kind of where each Harry Potter character would study abroad. Yeah, it was riveting stuff, but I got better and I started talking about issues that I was facing in my work there at the university from everything from winning over the financial aid office office and getting them to be advocates for these experiences instead of uh, barriers, because at the time they were working with the faculty senate and getting faculty really engaged and excited about global programs as an opportunity working with the language departments and finding hurdles there that I never thought would be hurdles because you think language learning they'd want to send students abroad but there was a lot going on behind the scenes that actually prohibited students from learning a language abroad so all of these things sort of came up and I thought I want to talk about this I want to create a dialogue and hopefully some resources to help the next version of me either feel prepared and have some tools to sort of charge in and and tackle these problems on their own campus and have sort of uh, some things out of the box, some templating things so they don't have to create everything from scratch. So there I was, 2009, 2010, blogging my little heart out over on Inside Study Abroad. And I had no idea, like, where this would go. I didn't really think about, oh, how can I monetize this or how can I make money from this? I really truly wanted to just create a resource. And if it turned into something, I guess cool, but I had no idea what the quote something could be. So it wasn't a business yet. That's the thing to keep in mind too, is that this stage is just like a side hustle. It was just a, a passion project, if you will. And I wasn't really sure how I could make money. I thought about running some ads, which did happen later on, but I, you know, I didn't have a ton of traffic. It was just this tiny, tiny, tiny little corner of the internet of me talking about what I was experiencing as a professional speaking to other professionals in global education. Now, if you're not familiar with international education as a field, if you're stumbling upon this episode and you're like, what's Inside Study Abroad? What is international education? That's okay. But it is, you know, a specific industry and a specific niche within like the larger travel industry even. Um, there, I've grown a very successful career and which will lead me to one of my first lessons later on that I'll that I'll talk about uh so a little teaser for you there so in 2010 I ended up getting a job as the founding director of operations and student advising for the global educators consortium 
So I moved to Colorado. I helped them build out their operations and student advising systems, this, this big consortium of all these different study abroad providers. And then in 2011, I got a job working for goabroad.com as their senior vice president. And I built up the team and all sorts of fun stuff. It's a story for another time. Meanwhile, I still had Inside Study Abroad, this little blog. And through my work at University of South Dakota, um, later with Global Educators and with Go Abroad, I would go to these conferences and I'd meet all these um, fascinating people with truly, truly interesting stories about how they landed their first job and grew their career in international education. So I thought I shouldn't be the only one hearing these stories. I want to share these stories with as many people as possible. So I thought, hmm, I should start a YouTube channel where I interview people and they can tell their international education story. So in 2011, I think it was, maybe early, uh, late 2010, I posted my first video interview and uh, then did a smattering of them over the next couple of years and learned how to use this like fancy, at the time, like fancy technology to be able to have two videos going on and record it. I know that sounds crazy right now, but back in 2010, that was like, you know, fancy technology. There was no Zoom. Even Skype didn't have the ability to record yet. So I had to do all this other fancy stuff. So I recorded these things and these interviews and started posting them on my website. And meanwhile, you know, I was starting to get a little bit of traction. People were Googling things and somehow discovering my website. This is before I learned about anything related to search engine optimization or SEO. And so I basically would get these emails from people and they'd find a random blog post or one of these interviews that I was sharing and they'd say, hey, cool blog post, but can you help me get a job and study abroad? I'm really struggling. Or, hey, I want to get a job and study abroad. Everyone tells me I need to get a grad degree. Which one should I get? And it was sort of over and over these two questions or questions related to those two standard questions all the time. And so I would spend random evenings, you know, th throughout, you know, working full time, I would go home and I would say, okay, I'll work on Inside Study Abroad one night a week. And I would answer all these emails or write a blog post or something. And I would answer this question over and over and over again. People would also then say, hey, can I just pay you? Can I pay you to give me some advice? Can I pay you to do some coaching? Can I pay you to look at my resume and cover letter? And I was like, okay. And so I would, you know, $20 here, $30 there. I would sort of sit down with someone and give them some very targeted advice. That was sort of the first inkling I got of like what it could mean to have like a side hustle that also brought in a little bit of revenue and like capitalizing on what I already knew, which was how to get a job and study abroad. At one stage, I got kind of tired of answering those same questions or those same sort of list of questions around grad school and getting a job. And I just thought, this is not my full-time job. This is not what Inside Study Abroad was meant to be. It's more for pro current professionals and discussing the issues that we're facing in our work in, in that world. And so I just thought, I just, I'll just post a blog post about it and get it over with. And so I... Over the next couple of months, I wrote two different blog posts. I remember distinctly because it was a big moment. It was a big uh, tipping point, if you will, or an inflection point in Inside Study Abroad. And I wrote a blog post on how to get a job and study abroad without a master's degree. And then I wrote another one is the best master's degrees um, for a career in study abroad. Within 24 hours of each of those posts going live on my website, it kind of broke 
the internet, at least in my tiny little world. And this is, these numbers are not going to like blow you away, but in my tiny little industry and in my tiny little niche and my tiny little field of international education, this is the equivalent of going viral. And so they each got 5,000 unique hits within 24 hours of going live. And after that, that's when I started thinking like, huh, there's something here. I didn't know what here was yet. Still, I was like, I, something's going on here. Maybe I have something that is resonating that could be valuable in some capacity. Maybe I have a business someday. I Again, I still don't know how other than me doing this one-on-one -on -one random $20 coaching sessions, which is not a, a lot of money. I just knew that I had something. So that was the dream stage of when I was just sort of like tossing things out there, throwing things out at the wall, seeing what stuck. But I was also working full-time, so I didn't have a lot of pressure on making Inside Study Abroad this you know big revenue generating entity or anything so that leads us to the second stage what i like to call the drive stage i was tempted to call this the hustle stage but i really hate hustle and you guys will learn more about that drive or like the push stage this is those where you're like okay i'm really gonna focus my efforts here i'm really gonna get focused, be consistent, and really start to be intentional about what I'm doing with this seedling of an idea, right? Before it's the dream stage and we're like kind of randomly doing things. Now I'm in the drive stage for Inside City Abroad. I'm like, okay, I want to get focused. So in 2013, I actually quit my job at Go Abroad and I have wrote a whole article about quitting my dream job. Uh, to start my own company, but not Inside Study Abroad. I wanted to start a whole different business, an entirely different industry in the, yo in the yoga industry. And it was gonna be this tech platform, it was gonna be related to travel and tech and all these things. I left up Inside Study Abroad as a website, but I sort of put a notice saying, hey, I'm working on this other thing, this is where I'm hustling right now on this other business, come check that out. But I would still get these emails over and over like, hey, can you help me get a job? Hey, I need help figuring out grad school. Hey, I need your help. Please help me. When is Inside Study Abroad coming back? Like I need some help. And I, I knew that I really wanted to help people, but I was for about a year, I didn't respond to anything. I just sort of left Inside Study Abroad on a hiatus for about a year. Um, and about a year later, so late 2014, I had been investing a ton of money in my other company. It was growing, but because it was more on like the tech side, that's a whole other story, it hadn't built enough traction yet to be paying my salary yet. So I'd put all the money I was earning back into the tech build and my staff and the team. So I didn't have a paycheck yet from this other business. So I thought, huh, maybe I should earn a little income for myself while I build this other business, right? My real business, and this will be a theme where I always thought yoga, the yoga business was my real business and Inside Study Abroad is just this little pet project on the side. So I started reaching back out to people who had said, hey, can you help me? I upped my rates for one-on-one -on -one coaching, so it actually made sense with my, how much time I was spending on it. I also had had some companies reach out to me in the international ed space and the yoga space asking for consulting and um, sort of project-based services around marketing. And so I thought, okay, I'll take those on. That'll help me pay my bills. I had a mortgage, I had student loans, I gotta feed myself, I gotta make some money. So I started doing that to sort of float me as I built my quote, real business. But within a few months, all of that coaching and all of that consulting was 
taking over my time. I was now hitting the point of massive burnout because I would work all day on my quote real business, the yoga company, and then I'd basically burn the midnight oil, you know, from 5 to 10 p.m. every single day on these these projects and these coaching and consulting, etc. And I knew something had to give. So I'd gotten to the point where I was, I was making an income, but I was burnt out. Uh, I was really struggling. I, I ended up losing a lot of weight, not because I wanted to, but because I was just stressed and working constantly. And I was wondering how I was ever able to like get to the point where I I felt like I was running a business that thrived, but also my life could thrive, that I could truly live the life I wanted to and not just work 80 hours a week every single week. So that was sort of the big question that was on my mind because I was so burnt out at this stage. 2015, my yoga business is starting to hit get some traction after a few pivots and we're getting ready to launch into 2016 which was like the biggest year one of the biggest years for that business and I'm getting some traction there but again like I said I was burnt out with all this coaching and consulting I had this little idea so meanwhile for my other business I had taken an online course all about learning some specific coding as it relates to the type of website I was building, the type of tech product I was building. So I spent like $300 for this online course to teach me this very specific thing. And I saw like how they, you know, sold it, how they took my money, how they offered all the content on the inside, how they taught it. And I thought, huh, I wonder if I could do this for my career coaching. Like, could I package up what I do one-on-one -on -one? every single time I meet with someone one-on-one? -on -one, could I package that up and put it online somehow and offer it to them so they could learn on demand and then just do group coaching with me where I could then give customized tailored feedback after they've all learned sort of the fundamentals and the framework, if you will. I just had that little idea. I was like, would anybody buy that? I had no email list, right? I, this is I didn't know anything about like email lists and growing an audience, anything. I think I had a Twitter following. Um, I don't even use Twitter anymore. And that was it, like a Facebook page with like a thousand people following it. But I had no captive audience in terms of like, I could just email people and be like, hey, what do you want? And so I just posted on Twitter and I think LinkedIn and probably on Facebook. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing, this career coaching thing for international ed. If you're interested, if you think you might be interested, put your email in. And so I got a MailChimp account and figured out how to embed an opt-in form and said, hey, give me your email. Within like 48 hours, I had a thousand people on the email list and I was like, whoa, sounds like this is something that is highly, highly needed. So I spent the summer of 2015 creating what is now the Global Pro Institute and outlining my process and what do they need to know? What are the bigger concepts they need to understand? How can they take action on this so that, re that really solidifies the learning? What are some deliverables that they can create so that really help build out all sorts of fun things around their career and, and landing a job? And then in fall 2015, I launched it. And by launched it, I mean, I, I did a, a webinar because I'd saw, seen somebody else do that where I just taught everything I knew and they'd say, hey, do you want to join the program? And I was expecting maybe a handful of people, maybe half a dozen people to 
join the program. And by the end of like the four day launch period or whenever I was like, hey, join by Friday, I had over 40 people join the first cohort of the Global Pro Institute. And that moment changed my life, changed my business, all my businesses um, moving forward because I realized the power I had in leveraging the internet, leveraging online platforms in terms of helping me to deliver information and knowledge in a, in a, a valuable, meaningful way, how I had built a community and a, a brand and a reputation that actually people saw value in and wanted to invest in, invest their time and their own hard-earned cash into it. And I was just blown away. And that, that first cohort, if you were in that first cohort, you guys are probably the most special to me because I learned so much from you in terms of how to deliver the program and how you're going to get value out of it. But also for like those first 40 plus people that you believed in Brooke Roberts and Inside Study Abroad and I will forever be in gratitude towards those people. And but for me on a personal level, all of a sudden I was way, making way more, right? So it was a fraction of now my coaching, right? The coaching packages I had built out at that point, the cost of this program was now a fraction. So now more people were getting access to my knowledge about how to grow your career in international ed. What is international ed? How do you even understand the, the landscape of international ed from a professional point of view? I could help more people by doing it this way, but I also got to win back my life. I got my time back. I wasn't hustling every single night to earn, you know, just just to pay my bills. I could actually have some breathing room. And this is what I call the scale stage. So I was able to take my one-to-one coaching and client work and turn it into a scalable model, which is the one-to-many model, right? So I created it once and then, you know, 40 plus people and then later on hundreds of people could access that knowledge and that teaching on demand whenever they wanted and then have group coaching or group access to me later on. And so that was probably the the most amazing thing ever because what it did is it helped me pay my bills but while meanwhile my yoga company was scaling and the next year I went on I want to say I led eight different yoga retreats on four five continents serving nearly 150 yogis who wanted to go on these yoga travel adventures meanwhile my business could thrive or I could feel financially secure because I knew I was going to be launching these cohorts of people three times a year. GPI opened its doors. I welcomed in another 40, 50, 60 people each time and I got to learn with them and coach them and get to know them and help them in their careers. This was a, the scale stage was just a beautiful, beautiful time for me in this stage of my career. Both of my companies were growing and, and doing doing fun things on in the online space. And I also was able then to launch another product called the Grad School Guide, which, which earned thousands of dollars within a few a few weeks of launching that as well and that's when I decided like late 2016 early 2017 that I really wanted to get serious about inside study abroad and I really wanted to get serious about winning back my time and figuring out new ways that I could 
kind of remove myself from the equation. So I didn't have to be there for every single quote transaction, for every single time somebody wanted to to invest in, invest in their career that I had to be there for every transaction. So getting away from this launch model I had leaned into, which launching three times a year, we call that feast and famine uh, because there would be a feast and then nothing uh, in between. And so I wanted to figure out how can I make this recurring consistent income um, in between these larger launches. And so this is when we enter the freedom stage. So in 2017, I started to learn more about sales funnels and how you um, nurture someone who is like, I think I'm interested in this to getting to the point where I was like, yes, I want this now take my money. And I knew too that I was getting lots of queries and, and emails from people who are like, when's the next cohort for GPI? I want to do it now, right? And I would always say like, oh, it's not for three, four more months from now. But I knew when they were emailing me, those were the people who were like ready to go right then. And oftentimes what would happen is I would say, if you want in right now, I can send you the link for you to join, um, but there won't be coaching yet until we do the live session. And they would be like, great. And so I'd have these random quote sales and, and people joining GPI in between the launches, but it was not intentional and it wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying for that. I was just sort of like, hey, if you want in now, here's a secret link and you can join. So. I decided to test out this automated system. And so instead of doing it live, I built out an automated funnel. So when someone found Inside Study Abroad and they saw a blog post or a podcast episode, which I'll get to in a second, and they thought, ha, huh, I wanna learn more. If they opted into our email list, they would be sent a series of emails introducing them to Inside Study Abroad, what we're all about, give them some added value. And then we'd say, hey, if you wanna go deeper on this, if you want our system on what we recommend to building and launching your career in international education, join the Global Pro Institute, would sort of explain like, hey, we do live coaching three times a year, et cetera. And when I launched that funnel, it wasn't like, oh my God, thousands and thousands of dollars. It would be like, a sale here, uh, somebody would join a few days later. And it was all of a sudden, I was starting to see like, wow, I can make consistent income instead of just these random feast and famine income three times a year, I could make predictable income. And then I started to learn about typical conversion rates and realizing that like building my business wasn't just about dumb luck. Honestly, most of it was about math. And so I could bring on team members, which I was able to do because I knew I'd have income to pay them and compensate them. In 2017, I had decided now that I'm at this quote freedom stage where I am not tied to every single transaction, my business is earning an income automated every single week, every single week, every single month. And I have this sort of flagship program that people are excited to join three times a year. And then of course, uh, in the funnel. And I said, I'm going to test out this little freedom stage that I'm in. I wouldn't call it that at the time, but I was like, I'm going to take this out for a spin and see if this business model is true. If, if this is something that is sustainable long-term. And so in, uh, I think it was August, 2017, I, decided I was going to join something like Remote Year. If you've never heard of Remote Year, these are sort of this work and travel programs. If you have a job, if you have an income, you just pay them and that you can travel around the world in a group and live in a new place every single month. And I decided I'm going to do something like that. And so 
in August 2017, I sold everything I owned. I sold my car. I sold all my furniture. Uh, I put a few boxes in storage in my mom's attic. And I packed a suitcase and my backpack with my laptop. And I set out on an 18-month digital nomad experiment. I lived on four continents. I lived and worked for 27 different countries in that time. And I was able to grow inside study abroad through that time while working less than 20 hours a week because I'm traveling the world, right? I wanted to be able to experience and really dive deep into the places I was um, living and exploring. And so that was where I finally had achieved that freedom trifecta, I like to call it. So I had location freedom finally, which I'd always had. I had an online business. I could work from anywhere, but I really took it to the next level. I had the location freedom. I had my time freedom, right? So like we talked about before, I had removed myself from having to be part of every single interaction and transaction in my business and was able to win back my time and earn back my time. And then finally, I had that financial freedom. I was earning consistent income, predictable, reliable income on a monthly basis, and also having those little injections of cash through our big, bigger launches with the Global Pro Institute. And it was a game changer uh, for me and for my business, which leads me to the last stage. However, I do want to pause. I forgot to mention back in 2016, in the middle of my scale stage, I decided that instead of blog posts, which because I kind of got over writing blog posts, I decided I wanted to launch a podcast format for Inside City Broad that could be educational in nature in terms of like how to do X, Y, and Z in our field, but also sharing interviews from the cool people I've met throughout my career and just make that our sort of core hub content that we would share and add value for free for the masses, anybody interested in international education. I launched that podcast in 2016. That leads me after 2017, uh, in 2018, I was doing this digital nomad thing, growing Inside Study Abroad. In 2019, I decided to take a hiatus from Inside Study Abroad. You'll probably, if you're been around the block, you probably remember this, but I actually closed the company for over a year. So all of 2019, I closed the company to work on some other projects and other things I was interested in. I also needed to focus on my mental health. This is a story for another time, but I'd really just not dealt with a diagnosis I had received in my uh, college years. I'd been diagnosed with clinical depression and hadn't really dealt with it. And in 2019, it was really my opportunity to truly dive into dealing with uh, that whole other mental health uh, issue in my life. In 2020, even though that probably wasn't the best time to launch something new, I saw an opportunity for international education in which so many people were struggling, so many organizations were struggling that I wanted to bring back Inside Study Abroad podcast as a, a free resource for people. I wanted to bring back GPI, especially for people who are like all of a sudden found, finding themselves scrambling for work and, and needing to sort of recalibrate and refigure out refigure out, figure out what their next step was going to be in their career, whether it was international education or elsewhere. In addition, I just thought, gosh, all these organizations are laying off people, but they still need support and help. People need experience in the field. And so I partnered with a friend of mine, Sam Cooper, to offer internships as well as part of the Global Pro Institute experience. And so we launched that in 2020. And then 2021, we launched the Global Pro Lab. So I sort of brought Inside Study Abroad back with a vengeance over the past 
last year and a half. That is the story of Inside Study Abroad. I wanted to share this journey with you because I wanted you to one, see that I had a business idea and it was like this linear process and poof, I, it was a successful company. That's just not how any business goes. I've started mm, now four businesses and none of them are ever going to just be like idea, make money, success, get to be on a podcast and say, this is my success story. That's just not how business works. It is a process. It is a process of figuring out what is your value proposition? How do you help people? How do you serve people? How do you add meaning and get people results in whatever arena in which you want to help them get results? The other thing I want you to know too is that I am very passionate about this idea of building wealth and closing wealth gaps, um, busting glass ceilings through the power of an online business, through a business that operates within what I call the knowledge economy, where you take your knowledge, your skills, your experience, your passions, and you package that up in a way that actually helps other people who want similar results or similar outcomes as you've gotten other people or you've gotten yourself. And I am truly passionate about this, just as passionate about this as I am about helping people land a job in international education without having to spend tens of thousand dollars on a grad degree. I drilled this down to sort of four critical lessons that I want you to know if you're interested in building your online business, because I'm building a new resource that is all about the business side of things. So I won't be talking about the business side on Inside Study Abroad or here on the podcast or on the YouTube channel. This is the only time we're really gonna discuss it. I'm gonna be talking about career stuff. We're gonna be, more interviews are coming soon. We're launching all sorts of great educational resources for professionals to up-level their career and their knowledge in our arena but if you're someone who's like I think I might have an idea for something and I think I might want to do something like this but I have no idea how to do it I'm launching a resource just for you so stay tuned but here are the four lessons I want you to take away from my journey the first is that you don't need to start your business in a huge niche or a huge industry to gain traction and build a profitable business. You also don't have to have a huge audience as well. I've never had a huge audience with Inside Study Abroad. What you do need is a targeted audience, a targeted group of people who want or need what you have to offer. That's it. Um, you can't force what you want on other people. I learned that through my other business, Yoga Travel Tree. You also need to start offering products and services that help some of those people, some of those people who follow you, get some kind of result or achieve something that they want to achieve in their life or their career or their work or whatever. The second lesson here is that when it comes to business models, you'll hear a lot of people, entrepreneurs, and a lot of different industries and spaces talk about their business model. I am a huge advocate for the online passive income knowledge economy business model. The reason I love this model so much is because it begins with giving. It begins with you helping a lot of people, likely for free, and sharing your knowledge, your, your skills, your experience, your, your wealth of advice and wisdom about whatever it is that you know a lot about. And it starts with you just giving it away for free via blog, via a YouTube video, or a, or a podcast, and really serving people in a meaningful way for free. It starts with giving. And then once people sort of say, hey, you've really added value to me, 
I want to go deeper, then they can opt into your paid products and services. And so you end up with, you know, 95% of people who engage with your content, who consume your content, who get maybe likely get value from your content. They are never going to give you money, but those 5% who want to go deeper and get even more targeted and deeper information and how to and and a process for that you can teach them and access to you, that 5% are then going to want to then pay you to go a little bit further. I love this because I love the idea of being generous because I love to talk. You guys have heard me on the podcast many, many years now. I, I love to help people. And so if I can help as many people as I can through my free content, I feel successful. And then I can offer paid opportunities or paid resources for those people who are just they're ready to invest. They want to pay to pay attention and they're ready to go deeper with me and my team to help them get additional results. The third lesson here is that your real business, and I say that in quotes because you'll remember that before I kept talking about my real business, which was the yoga company. And Inside City Abroad was just like this thing on the side that maybe paid a little bills, but it wasn't my real business. And I had to sort of shift my mindset a quite a bit moving you know towards inside study abroad later on because I had to say this is a real business and I need to treat it as a real business moving forward and oftentimes your quote real business is the thing that is going to be seem so easy and normal for you you're gonna think like why would anybody pay this pay me for this this seems so natural and and obvious because you are the expert you are the experienced knowledgeable person in that arena for so for you it's super easy and that's what happened to me inside study abroad and talking about careers that was just like easy I could talk about that all day long with a without any notes and so I just felt like people want to pay for this this seems unnatural I bet there's something for you that is like super easy comes so natural to you that you're thinking no one would actually pay me for this and I'm telling you that my friend you might have a business there for me with the yoga space I kept saying this is what that business is going to be and I kept trying to push it push it and I didn't gain traction until I stopped and really paid attention on what the value I could bring to that marketplace and that industry and then offered them products and services that they actually want wanted and that's when that business shifted and actually started earning a profit and actually helping people in a in a really valuable way i had to listen and give people what they wanted and it happened to be the stuff that was easiest to me it was the the yoga retreats around the world i'd planned hundreds of global programs for students and Planning 12 yoga retreats was super, super simple for me. Offering marketing training for yoga teachers, like I did that all the time. I was marketing my own business. I'd done marketing and international ed. That became super easy to me. But others, it was super challenging. And so they came to me because they wanted a system and they wanted a process and a framework that I could take them through to help them get similar results. So you likely have something in your mind right now. You're like, this is super easy. No one's going to pay for that and you might have your next business idea percolating right there. And the last thing is starting with services, I think is one of the best ways to go. If you have an idea for something, starting with doing one-on-one -on -one coaching or doing consulting on in that subject matter is a great way to begin, but that's not the end game I wanna teach you about. I don't want you to constantly be trading your time for money in perpetuity. I want you to then shift from that service-based model to a scalable 
passive income model that you can then divorce your time from the outputs of the business. I want you to have a business that serves your life and not the other way around. I don't want your life to serve your business. I want you to have the freedom to travel, to spend your evenings actually hanging out with your family and friends. I want you to be able to take vacations and holidays and sabbaticals if you want to without having to worry like, oh crap, how am I gonna make any money this month? So that is one of the ethos of like, my lived experience of that stress and that overwhelm and that burnout and that depression I suffered when I was like burning that midnight oil, working 80 hours a week and not seeing any true value to my life in terms of why am I hustling so hard for this? I don't have a real life. The last thing I will say about all of this, and I just wanna let you know about this resource that I'm launching, it's called brazenest.com and it's all about helping you build your own location independent online business so you can build freedom of time, freedom of finances, freedom of location so that you can live the life you wanna live while earning an income and building a business that serves people in the way that you want to. And so I'm gonna be teaching you all sorts of stuff about that. But before I say that, I want you to realize, and I hope this story has illustrated this, is that I've had products that have flopped, that just no one wanted, that nobody bought. I've had people send me hateful emails with the phrase, who do you think you are? And then I've also thought, who do you think you are, Brooke? Imposter syndrome just overwhelming me. I've had multiple times where I thought of just giving up, that it's not worth it, and just saying, why am I even bothering with this when I wasn't getting any traction? And I've second-guessed myself a lot through this entire process. And that is completely normal. That's the nature of the game when you start and take that risk and put yourself out there online and start actually building something that could be valuable and meaningful for people. Because what happens when you do that and you put yourself out in the online space is you're going to have people who love you and that's what happened to me I would go to conferences and people would be like aren't you that inside study abroad girl and I'd be like yes yes I am <laughs> and and people would say I love your podcast I love the blog I love something right or I'm in GPI and I love that experience I've also had as a result of me putting myself out there some really not nice things said to me in the international education arena of people being like who do you think you are you don't have enough experience to do this what you're trying to do is is not right, all of these very negative mean things, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that now. And you know, those people who come to me every, you know, every single week and they send me a LinkedIn message or they make a comment on the YouTube channel, they're like, wow, this was so helpful. Thank you so much for this resource. That's why I keep showing up in Inside Study Abroad. That's why I keep that business going because I know that every single day somebody out there on the interwebs around the world is getting value out of what I do. And I want you to have that, okay? And that's what brazenness is going to be about. I love talking about business, y'all. I love that side of it. And that's where I'm gonna house all of this information around building a business around your knowledge, skills, and experience so you can win back your time, location, and financial freedom. I've created a free resource for you if you wanna get started. It's called my 30-day online income roadmap. Now this is the bare bones, what I would do today if I just, had no idea what I wanted to do, no audience, no website, no branding, none of the fancy stuff, nothing. I just wanted to start from ground zero and start making a little bit of money 
online. And so you can start getting a taste of what that could feel like to start earning an income independent of your nine to five, independent from you showing up to work for somebody else. And I want to show you exactly step by step what I would do if I was starting completely from scratch. Inside the guide, it's checklist, the 30 day roadmap, what I would do week one, week two, week three, week four, if you just go to brazenest.com slash roadmap, you will be able to download that, get access to it. And of course, you'll get on our email list where you'll get updated episodes of the Brazenest podcast and all those future fun things that we have coming. I will leave you with one final thought. I know a lot of people think sometimes like, oh, isn't it oversaturated? Aren't there everybody and their mother is creating an online business? And it might feel that way, but that's actually not true. It's super tiny. We're still at the precipice of, of this 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 uh, business model and this economy, this knowledge economy truly scaling and being prevalent everywhere. If you work in higher ed, you've worked in knowledge economy for a long time, right? People have the knowledge, people come pay tuition to get the knowledge, right? We, we understand this model very, very well. But in terms of the online digital knowledge economy, Forbes did an article a couple years ago now, it was pre-pandemic, and they talked about um, how there was a study showing by the year 2025, the online education industry would be nearly $40 billion per year in revenue. And that was before COVID. So you can imagine now that's only accelerated it. And so you, the opportunity is massive in this arena. And like I said, you don't need a huge audience. You don't need to be in some big fancy niche that serves everybody. You don't even have to be the PhD, creme de la creme, guru thought leader on your subject matter. You just have to know a little bit more than somebody else. And I'm going to be talking about all sorts of stuff around that over on the Brazenest podcast. If you want to learn more, definitely go subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast feed, and I hope to see you over there. Be sure to go download the Brazenest 30-day online income roadmap at brazenest.com roadmap. So on the podcast, here are sort of the main areas we're going to focus on. How to start your online business. This is like the fundamentals, the the nuts and bolts of what that actually looks like. How to build a brand, right? An authority brand that people wanna pay attention to. How to create products and services that people actually wanna buy and they can't wait to give you their money. How to grow and scale your income. So once you start earning an income, how do you start growing that exponentially so that you obviously get your financial freedom. How to achieve that elusive work-life balance that I know we all want and I want you to have, not want you hustling your heart out in order to earn an income or build your online business. Also, how to master your mindset because this is going to mess with your head. The process of becoming an entrepreneur and building a business, putting yourself out there into the world uh, and offering up something of value and hoping people resonate with it, it's going to mess with your head, my friends. And so I want to help you work on your mindset so that you can feel confident and clear about what you're doing, who you're doing it for, and go into each day with a mindset that helps you feel powerful and capable and positive about what you're doing. And then, of course, because I love a good interview, because I love hearing other people's stories on how they are building their online businesses and brands and really putting a dent in the universe, as I like to say, through their passions, their knowledge, and their experience. So we'll have brazenest interviews with people who are inspiring me with what they're building, and hopefully we'll inspire you as well to get out there and take some action. So go download the roadmap if you're interested. It's brazenest.com roadmap, and that's all you're going to hear about 
business stuff from me. This is the last time you'll hear about it on the Inside Study Abroad podcast or on this channel. So if you want to get in and hear about these things, definitely go follow me over on all the socials with Brazenest. Thank you guys so much for listening to my story. And if you've been curious about how Inside Study Abroad got started, now you know. And remember that every day you postpone a dream, you weaken it a little. So get out there and make some magic happen. Cheers.